the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Judas was a close friend, a companion to Jesus. They enjoyed sweet fellowship together. Again, he's one of only 12 people in the whole world that had this unique relationship with Jesus. He's not a stranger. He's not an enemy. He's not a foe. He's a friend. Listen, Jesus knows what it's like to be betrayed by someone you love. We all have someone in our lives who we consider a friend. We share everything with our best friend and even expect their support in every decision we make. However, friends frequently fall short and fail to have our backs at all times. Most of the time, the people you place your trust in are the ones who betray you. But do you know who you can trust? Pastor Dan describes in today's message how you can always rely on Jesus. You can make Jesus your best friend and share everything with Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 26 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be in Matthew chapter 26. We're also going to look at a couple other passages. We'll look at Exodus chapter 6, Exodus chapter 6, and Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah 31. So Matthew 26 is where we are, but we're also going to cross-reference Exodus 6 and Jeremiah 31 if you want to go ahead and find those in your Bible. Matthew 26 Jeremiah 31 and Exodus 6, where we read, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. And so from that time he sought opportunity to betray Jesus. Now, on the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city, that's Jerusalem, to a certain man, and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And so the disciples did as Jesus had directed them. And they prepared the Passover. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. And each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. And the Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. 
But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, You have said it. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, in many ways, familiar verses to most of us. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. Lord, I pray and ask that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds to your word today and that you would speak to each of us. Pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are approaching the apex of the Gospel of Matthew. At this point, Jesus is only a few hours away from his arrest and crucifixion the next day when he will die for the sins of the world. This is why Jesus came down to the earth. He came to give his life as a ransom for us to pay our debt that we couldn't pay ourselves. It's Passover, and in our passage, Jesus shares the Passover meal with his disciples before heading to Gethsemane, where he will be arrested. During the Passover meal, Jesus institutes what we call the Lord's Supper, and he institutes the new covenant. But first, we have the account of Judas betraying Jesus or agreeing to betray Jesus. Look at verse 14 again. Verse 14 reminds us that Judas was one of the 12. Judas was one of the 12 apostles. Judas was one of only 12 people in the entire world that Jesus selected to be one of his apostles. One of only 12 people who had this unique relationship with Jesus, who saw every sermon, heard every sermon, heard every teaching, saw the miracles, who had the privilege of traveling with Jesus and lodging with Jesus and eating together with Jesus and sharing personal private conversations with Jesus and praying together with Jesus. Uh, Judas, along with the other apostles, were sent out by Jesus to minister on behalf of Jesus. And God worked through them, worked through Judas. And, and he's one of only 11 people that had this experience with Jesus. And now Judas betrays Jesus. Judas was like a tear among the wheat. Remember, we've talked about the tares among the wheat before. You know, there was nothing about Judas that made it obvious to the other apostles that Judas would betray Jesus. There was nothing about his character that stood out to them, nothing that made the others suspicious of Judas. When Jesus said to them, one of you will betray me, the other apostles didn't say, it's Judas, isn't it? It's him. I knew it. I could just looking at that guy's face. I knew it, that he's the one. 
No, no one suspected Judas. The scriptures don't tell us why Judas decided to betray Jesus. We know ultimately that Judas betrayed Jesus because God's plan was for Jesus to be crucified during Passover and Judas's betrayal helped to fulfill God's plan. We know that. Acts chapter 2 verse 23 says, but God knew what would happen and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. So we, we know that this fulfills God's prearranged plan to bring salvation to mankind, but, but we don't know what motivated Judas internally to betray Jesus. We don't know what motivated him internally to turn against Jesus. You know, you think about it from Jesus's perspective. Jesus spent three and a half years with Judas, treating, treating him just like the other apostles, choosing him, pouring into him loving him, and then Judas turns against him. You know, Psalm 55 is a a prophetic psalm that speaks of the betrayal of Jesus by Judas, and it's written from the perspective of Jesus. I'll read it to you, Psalm 55. It says, if an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide, but it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked about among the worshipers. Judas was a close friend, a companion to Jesus. They enjoyed sweet fellowship together. Again, he's one of only 12 people in the whole world that had this unique relationship with Jesus. He's not a stranger. He's not an enemy. He's not a foe. He's a friend. Listen, Jesus knows what it's like to be betrayed by someone you love. He knows that pain. He understands the pain of having someone close to you turn against you for no reason at all. And if you're hearing and you've been betrayed by someone close to you, someone that you love, Jesus understands that. He understands that pain. And I encourage you, pour out your heart to the Lord. Jesus said he came to heal the brokenhearted. And he'll heal your broken heart. So we're told here that Judas went to the chief priest, verse 14, And he said to them, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? Judas went to the chief priests and he was willing to sell out Jesus for a price. They paid him 30 pieces of silver. And sadly, people sell out Jesus for a lot less than that. Some people sell out Jesus for very little. And may we never sell out Jesus. May may we never forsake him for anything or any price. I mean, where else would we go? He alone has the words of eternal life. How do you put a price on that? And so Judas went to the chief priest to offer, to deliver Jesus to them. Now, look back up at verse 3. In chapter 26, verse 3, 
We're told in verse 3 that the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and plotted to take Jesus by trickery or deception and kill him. But they said, not during the feast of Passover, lest there be an uproar among the people. The chief priests were plotting how they might take Jesus and kill him. And as they were plotting, there's a knock at the door. And it's one of the twelve, Judas, offering to deliver Jesus into their hands. The chief priests, they wanted to wait until after the Passover because of the crowds of people. But Judas's offer was too good to pass up. It's one of the twelve offering to deliver him into our hands. And so the chief priest paid Judas 30 pieces of silver. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message verse 15. And so from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Now, 30 pieces of silver was not an arbitrary amount of money that they just kind of came up with. If you're taking notes, Exodus chapter 21, verse 32, Exodus 21, 32 tells us that 30 pieces of silver was the price paid if your ox accidentally killed a person's slave. In other words, it is the value placed on a dead slave. And more than that, more than that, 30 pieces of silver became an expression of contempt for someone. It was meant to be an insult to say that someone is worth 30 pieces of silver. Kind of like, remember the old country song, here's a quarter, call someone who cares? It's kind of like that. In Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12, there's a prophecy, Zechariah eleven twelve. there's a prophecy that says 30 pieces of silver will be paid for the Messiah. It's speaking of Jesus. And again, 30 pieces of silver is intended to be an insult to the Messiah, Instead of saying you're worth nothing, to say you're worth only 30 pieces of silver, that's an affront. That's an insult. That's a deliberate act of disrespect to put that price on a person's life. You see, not only did the religious leaders reject Jesus, they despised and rejected him. They despised him. He was a reproach to his people. The Bible says he was despised by the people. And you see that in the price that they give here, 30 pieces of silver intended to be an insult. 
This is how little we value him. This is how much we despise him. Now, the irony is the religious leaders paid with money from the temple treasury, and without knowing it, they purchased the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. They purchased the final sacrifice for sin, and they didn't know it. And so now Judas is seeking an opportunity to betray Jesus. Verse 17 says, Now on the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? So it's the night of the Passover meal and Passover is immediately followed by the feast of unleavened bread. And so they, in this time, they're spoken of kind of as, as one feast, Passover and unleavened bread together in Exodus. Passover commemorates the redemption of the children of Israel from their bondage and slavery in Egypt. Passover is the oldest feast of the Jewish people. It predates the giving of the law. So it's pre-law. And remember from Exodus, at that first Passover, God instructed the children of Israel to sacrifice a lamb, a lamb for each household. The lamb was to be without spot, without blemish. Without flaw or defect, it was to be perfect. And the children of Israel were to apply the blood of the lamb to the doorposts and lintel of their front door. And God said that when he passes through the land on that Passover night, he will look for the blood. And if he sees the blood of a lamb applied to the doorposts, his judgment will pass over that house instead of pass through that house. And this is why it's called Passover, because God's judgment passes over. And the Passover looked ahead to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Paul says, Christ is our Passover. He's our Passover lamb. He was without spot. He was without blemish. He was perfect in all of his ways. He was without sin. And God looks for the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our sin. He looks for the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives. Have we applied the blood? That's what he's looking for. He's not looking to see how good you are or how moral you are or how devout you are or how many times you attend church in a year. He's looking for the blood. He's looking for the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. Have you applied the blood to your sins? And when he sees the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, applied to your sins, his judgment passes over you. And every year, the Jewish people celebrate the Passover, and they have this Passover dinner or Passover Seder. They still celebrate it today all over the world. And so here, that's what the disciples are preparing for. The disciples ask Jesus, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover dinner? Verse 18, Jesus said, go into the city, that would be the city of Jerusalem, to a certain man. Now remember, there's hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem at this time. But go into the city to a certain man and say to him, here's kind of like the code word, The teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house 
with my disciples. Now, the other gospels tell us that it was Peter and John that he sent into the city to prepare for the Passover. And the other gospels also tell us they will recognize this certain man because he will be carrying a pitcher of water. Now, fetching water was women's work in that time and in that culture. Men didn't fetch water from the town spring or the town well. Women did. Uh, Think of the woman at the well in John chapter 4. It was women's work in that culture. And so it would have been unusual to see a man carrying a pitcher of water. This guy would stand out in the crowd. And so Peter and John went into the city of Jerusalem. They found a guy carrying a pitcher of water, and they thought, that must be our guy, because he's the only one with a pitcher of water. And they went up to him, and they said, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. Again, the other gospels tell us that this man had a large upper room in his home where the disciples and Jesus could enjoy the Passover meal or the Passover Seder. But imagine what the conversation was like when this guy got home and told his wife, hey, honey, while I was out getting water, I invited someone over for dinner tonight for the Passover. What? Tonight? Actually, I invited 13 people over for dinner tonight for the Passover. What? Tonight? Who? Just our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his 12 apostles, that's all. Right? She probably never sent him to get water ever again. Right? You're just getting water. How can you mess this up? I'll do it myself for now on. Look at verse 19. And so the disciples did, as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. Now, preparing for the Passover meal required quite a bit. There was a lot that went into preparing the Passover. Remember, Matthew is Jewish and his gospel is written primarily to a Jewish audience. So he doesn't have to go into the details of what it means to prepare the Passover. He he expects that the audience reading this will know what that means. But it means that Peter and John, they went into Jerusalem, they bought all the food that was needed for the Passover Seder, they bought unleavened bread, they bought herbs and fruit and vegetables and oil and wine, and more importantly, Peter and John went to the temple to sacrifice a Passover lamb, and then they roasted the lamb over a fire. That's going to take some time. The historian Josephus tells us that at this time, over 250,000 lambs were sacrificed during the Passover at the temple. And one day, so many lambs were sacrificed that Herod the Great built a drainage system on the temple mount to drain away all the blood from the thousands of sacrifices. And the blood from the sacrifices would drain down into the Kidron Valley, into the brook of Kidron that ran through that valley next to the temple. The word Kidron means dark or murky. And it's called Kidron because the brook would turn dark with the blood of the lambs sacrificed in the temple. And the brook ran from Jerusalem down toward Bethlehem, 
and on toward the Dead Sea. So the blood flowed through that brook from the temple down to Bethlehem of all places. Isn't that interesting? He asked me how I know and I say brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join Him because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.